Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Guitar Nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers, and touring techs in over 40 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound, and play their best. Whether changing strings, setting up your guitar, or detailing Detailing every inch of your gear, Music Nomad products are designed and engineered to be best in class. From top to bottom, each product is so well thought out and it's clear their passion for guitar care is unmatched. With over 75 industry-leading products, it's hard to talk about them all, but some of the favourites have 100% natural fretboard oil that cleans and conditions your fingerboard like no other. Their guitar tech tool sets can adjust just about everything on a guitar, string-changing tools that make changing strings up breeze and actually fun and last but not least they demystified the guitar setup process by developing their new innovative keep it simple setup aka kiss for guitar setups make sure you check out what all the buzz is around music nomad as they are truly redefining and raising the bar in equipment care learn more at musicnomadcare.com or follow them on social media at music nomad care Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hi, Jay. And Naomi McLeod. Hi, Jay. What? <laughs> God damn it. Um, yes, I, I, tell you, I tell you what, Joe, I'm what? very, very, very glad to be back in uh, my chair at the back of the room. Supportive watching- role. Watching the football on my iPad and not really paying attention to what else is going on. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming back. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. That is good. I am happy to be back. I'm very, very glad to be back. It's been, was it like two weeks I took off again? Uh, I think it another... was like a month. Well, yeah, I've been on and off, haven't I? But I'm very glad to be back, you know, back hosting the podcast. Hosting oh. with the mosting. I guess because we did the episode that was a quiz. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Feels like feels like feels like both off. forever and also like nothing has ever changed. So yes, indeed, know, I guess that's your exactly. dulcet tones just <clears throat> lulling me yeah. back into the everyday misery of Thank my you. life. Thank you. <laughs> Time has been elastic in your absence, Joe, but we welcome you back. Ah, oh, yes, nice! That's a much nicer thing than I said. I'm a poet. <laughs> good it was good and thank you thank you to all the listeners in the facebook community for your uh your, your very lovely uh posts on the guitarist group when i explained what was going on and why i'd been off the podcast you were all absolutely wonderful and you make doing this uh an absolute pleasure so Ch- thanks oh, everyone chore i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna tell oh. the truth chore oh an absolute chore an absolute chore, yes. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, you're a wonderful community, so thank you, dear listener. You make doing this a breeze. Um, but yeah, as I say, it is good to be back. We've got some cool things to talk about. I mean, I've got I've, I keep getting stuff and buying things whilst I'm not on podcasts, and of course, you guys have all got new gear whilst you've been away, which has been quite quite fun. With a couple of weeks ago, when I was on the podcast, I was talking about Trent guitars because I think. Um, 
I'd like got an email from uh, from Trent Guitars just before we did the podcast. So we spoke about them. We were like, oh yeah, these guitars are really cool. And dear listener, you have to check them out. Uh, it's trentguitars.com. Uh, if you didn't the last time, a lovely sort of gorgeous retro, very simple retro custom shop. Just one lovely kind of uh, offset um, uh, sort of fifties ish styled modern retro body shape. Um, completely vegan guitars. Uh, the idea is that they're made, you know, with with all the attention to the planet that you could possibly want. And they've got a kind of a, a variety of finishes, pickup options, lovely pickups. I think it's the creamery um, that Trent Guitars have their pickup source from, which you know, I've got a lot of time for. And of course, Matt was very excited about the fact that on the uh, on the front page of their website, there is their Model One um, uh, with uh, in a in a shell pink, which was which was very very lovely but yes Trent guitars we did speak to them and they sent us through a guitar a very nice version of their model one in a gorgeous like mahogany finish with like the paint is you, you know you've got all the grain coming through the finish it's absolutely gorgeous two uh two p90s and it's that sort of tv yellow finish rosewood neck um the 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 back of the neck is that you know when you you get like a vintage gloss neck that's been rubbed down. So it's got that sort of satin feel, Ooh. but not like a modern satin feel. It's, it's somehow smoother and, and, and more lovely. Um, but it is, it is very nice. And, and all these, all of the custom shops, like they start at like £965, which is... Yes, yeah, it's, it's very reasonable. It's very, very reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Very reasonably priced. Very gorgeous looking. Um, so I, I got to spend a little bit of time with the model one that we've uh, that we've got today, and you know I, w- I will say I thought it was absolutely fantastic. The P90s were had like tons of clarity, really versatile sounding as you'd want. Simple volume tone, three way pickup selector, like everything about it's simple. So it's hard to sort of go into you know much more depth than yeah, it sounded really good. But I thought the build quality, the neck profile, the feel of the guitar. If the guitar had been two thousand pounds, I'd I'd be saying yeah, this is great value for money at a custom shop level. And the fact is, it's sub or can be sub a thousand, depending on you know what specs you go for. Uh, just uh, a, br- just a slight correction for you there, Joe. Um, they're not creamery pickups. The um, Model One debut, which is the entry level one, uses iron gear pickups. Um, oh, and- right, which are the bare knuckle. They're the 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 sort of budget bare knuckles are they are they bare they? knuckles those yeah yeah I, th- okay. I, I thought so i think i thought yeah i think maybe you're, maybe you're right actually yeah maybe i'm just yeah ben yeah 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 and then uh no no iron gear are another brand iron gear are another brand oh my god this is really something we shouldn't be doing on the yeah iron gear are another brand <laughs> <laughs> yeah iron gear are not bare knuckle bare knuckle are not iron gear what was uh, it the bare knuckle called their entry level pickups then does anyone know? Uh, well, uh, Bare Knuckle have another option for, for the pickup on that entry-level model, which is the old guard. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Is that different again? It's that's on the, yeah, boot that's camp on... is what the, uh, the Bare Knuckle uh, entry-level versions were. Damn ah. it! Didn't happen, didn't happen when I was hosting, did it, Naomi? No, you know, no. Everything was <laughs> factually correct at the first hurdle. You're, you're dead right, Jay. It was great. It wasn't chaos at all. Jay wasn't <laughs> reading off. Jay wasn't reading off an incredibly prepared script at all, Joe. It was, what are you talking it was, about? No. It was a, it was, exactly. You know what? It was a supernatural experience, actually. 100%. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that is good. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Trent guitars are really, really good. Dear listener, I thoroughly recommend checking them out. I'm going to try and get this over um, to to you, Jay, when I pop into Brighton later this week, just for you to have a have a go on. Spread the love so you can check out just how good this guitar is. But yeah, I thoroughly recommend checking it out. How have you been getting on with your base six? Uh, yeah, really good. Um, sounds wicked. Uh, it's it's really funny we talked about it briefly last week or the week before whenever it was and um i just i had all of these intentions to try it out to i've since i've had it i've been like right i'm gonna like stick loads of delay through it loads of reverbs do all this weird but actually i've just been playing it just plugged into the super reverb just a bit of reverb on the amp 
and it just sounds really good. It's just it sounds really good. And um, what's really interesting actually is because it is a um, you know still a very familiar instrument in that it's still a six string guitar strung E to E. Um, I've been playing it and then going, huh, that sounds good. That sounds different to what I'm used to. And then I'll go and pick up my Strat or whatever and play um, what I've just been playing on the basics. And it, it's given me a bit of a, a new kind of, I don't know. Um, it's just, I found it very inspiring playing it and I've come up with some, you know, I've learned another chord. Uh, I now know how to play D. <laughs> Um, which is which is cool, um, and I learned that on the basics. So it's been uh, no, it's, it's really cool. You know, it's like I always say: you should um, try and just play what inspires you. And I've been really inspired by the basics, and have moved over a lot of the stuff I've been playing onto that, onto the uh, onto the electric guitar. And I've just had loads of fun with it. It's really really cool. You know, I'm never I'm never going to be in a band where I play basics. That's that's never going to be the sort of thing that I'm going to be into. But um, just for having something that sounds different to play around with at home, it's really cool and really fun, and I absolutely love it. So yeah, really, big, really big, big fan. Really well paired with the Tone Master as well. Um, I yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the the Super Reverb is a four ten, so you know that works from uh, kind of the uh, tonal range of what you would expect from a bass, anyway. Um, and it's really controllable and i can turn it down and it sounds really good so i've yeah i've i've been absolutely loving it really 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 loving it but i've also just been i've also just been playing it unplugged a lot like it's just next to my desk here and if ever i have a few minutes before a meeting or something i'll just pick it up and play that and uh yeah i love it it's um one of the best things i've bought in ages so big big fan that's awesome i think um a lot of people seem to say that their uh, creative spark is kind of reignited when they go go baritone or go basics for the first time. Yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting different way to it's a great halfway house in between bass and guitar and I I imagine yeah it does make you kind of creative in different ways. Like I, I certainly find that when I play fretless and it's kind of that that same thing as is right, you when you're having a serious conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, please carry on. I'm interested, <laughs> Jay. Uh, I will try. But it's it's kind of this, you know, the same thing is when you play the basics and and then you go and move that onto the strap because mm-hmm. playing on the basics was unfamiliar and it made you think to do something you wouldn't otherwise do and you then go and play it on a normal guitar and you're like, oh great, you know, that sounds great. That's something I can take on on that and and move on to the other, and it feels much easier to do. Completely. I find that with the fretless, in that like fretlesses are are harder to play, and then every mm-hmm. time I pick up a fretted bass, I, I feel like ten times the bass player I, I was, you know, and it, it it helps with that sort of creativity. No, yeah. you're, you're you're completely right because like I can't play power chords on the basics. You know, I mean, you can if you want to, but. It doesn't. They don't sound good. It doesn't sound very good. Like unless you're playing it very, very slowly, and you've got lots of drive there, and what you're trying to do is something deliberately kind of almost comically heavy. Um, you can do that, but you can't. You know, I can't play. I can't play uh, Basket Case on the bass six. Can I? You know, it's. <laughs> and seeing as that's the only song I've ever learned, it's. I've had to. <laughs> I've had to learn how to play other stuff, and uh, yeah, it's been really, it's been really interesting. Yeah, well, I think you're, I think it pushes you to refine if you're if you're coming to it from either side, either from the bass or the guitar side. I think you're you're pushed to kind of refine things. So power chords being a perfect example, like yeah. um, you know, sometimes a guitarist perhaps coming to bass for the first time will try and will try and sort of shoehorn chordal playing into bass before it's a little bit like running before you can walk. Like yeah. there's there's a there's a fine art to kind of playing not only to the song but to the instrument i guess um yeah and it's something i really like about basics anytime i have played one i must pick one up at some point guitar nerds is teaming up with positive grid to give one lucky listener their very own spark smart amplifier visit positivegrid.com forward slash guitar nerds 
It's super simple, and you could be the owner of one of the most fun and feature-packed amps I've ever played. Spark is a comprehensive solution for home jamming, learning, and recording for electric, acoustic, or bass. You can play and practice with millions of songs and access to over 10,000 tones, powered by a positive grid's bias tone engine. Spark features a smart and intuitive range of rotary controls on the amp itself, but really comes to life when used alongside its companion app for iOS or Android. It's so well laid out. Straight out of the box, I was able to tailor my tone with a bunch of amp models and a comprehensive range of effects. There's no learning curve here or complex interface, just tons of tones straight off the bat. I love the Smart Jam feature. Play a looping riff on Spark and the amp and accompanying app work together to learn your riffs, then generate authentic bass and drums to accompany you. Perfect for making just jamming around more interesting and fun. Auto Chords is another banger. Import your music from YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music and the Spark app will auto display its guitar chords in real time as you play. Easy controls let you slow down the song's tempo or loop difficult sections as you master playing it. On top of all of this, you can use the Spark as an interface. USB directly into your computer and access all the Spark tones, amp models and effects for recording. All of this for only $299 US dollars. Visit positivegrid.com forward slash guitar nerds, enter to win a Spark and check out all its incredible features. Oh, yeah, wow. it's they're, they're, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's really cool. And um, yeah, I've I've had a really good time messing about with it. And like I say, I mean, I don't think I'll ever. I I can't imagine I'll ever play basics in a band. But um, hmm. you know, who knows? Who knows? It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yes. Awesome. Never say yeah. never. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't wait for I can't wait for mine to turn up or my and Matt's. We went halves on a, on one of the pink base sixes, but but ours keeps getting delayed. So we we haven't got ours yet. And there's Jay Cross with uh, with his. Oh, damn it! it Just yeah, swanning around. Is yours pink as well, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, of course it is. Yeah, mine's actually the one that was for Joe. I just had it redirected to my house. <laughs> I, got in, I got in touch with UPS and I was like, hello, my name is Mr. Branton. And, uh, and somehow they believed me and they, they just sent it to me. So, uh, yeah, Joe, you, you're actually not getting one, to be honest with you, mate. Great, great. It was actually shortly before you received yours that I got uh, an email saying that mine was delayed. So Yeah, I know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. They're, uh, all, uh, they're, no. they're all in on it. They're it all, all adds you know, up. I thought I thought for a while about getting the Schecter Robert Smith Ultra Cure Six, yeah. Um, be, because a you can get it in silver burst, which is you know fast becoming my sort of favourite finish, and it's, it's it's hard to get things in silver burst. Um, but also you know just cool to have a basics that is something a, a little bit different, I guess. But downside is they are about about thirteen hundred british pounds yes they um, are they're not cheap they're not cheap and I, I think at that point like you've got to be very committed to the basics as an instrument i mean it looks fantastic like it's that weird oversized um sort of weird <laughs> body shape that shit yeah. to uh do for you know for the cure in their range in the ultra series um but lovely like rosewood neck and big block inlays and a blackhead stock with a two by four a two and then four um uh tuning tuning heads it's just extremely cool looking the uh the robert smith signature but yeah just a just a touch too much yeah it's it's a lot of dough for quote unquote something a little different yeah Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, speaking of guitars that cost a lot of dough, Naomi, you uh, you went to visit your homeland recently, and uh, uh, and and on your travels, you checked out a rather cool vintage guitar shop over there. Absolutely, I did indeed. So I made it home to Dublin uh, for a few days. Uh, finally, now that travel is becoming that bit easier, and um, I made sure to drop into a wonderful store that's been that's been dotted around close to one another locations, but they are in the city and they are called Sumnet Guitars. Um, and the reason I wanted to give them a mention this week is they, they've been going a while, but they are a fantastic spot for all sorts of weird and wonderful vintage, um, vintage and used instruments. Um, so 
I don't, as far as I know, I don't think they've ever delved into drums. So it's, it's, it's guitar, bass and amp. Um, and then a wonderful selection of used and new, uh, but boutique pedals. Um, yeah, so set up, um, set up a while back by a man named Owen, who has been putting the work in, um, to just consistently have, like, I've, I've literally never walked into some neck and not seen a veritable collection of, um, of instruments I've never heard of alongside <laughs> all the classics you'd hope to see. Um, you know, and even in, in your browsing, you saw, um, you saw a bass that took your fancy, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, dear listener, check them out, someneckguitars.com. There's some fantastic stuff on there. But in the bass section, there is, uh, there's a Wondra Etrurian bass from the 60s, which is extremely cool. Committed listeners will remember me talking about Wondra guitars a few years ago when we were doing brand of the week every week and i was always picking some weird like 60s 70s brand mostly brands that made things out resin glass or aluminium or things like that and and certainly wonder were one of the uh one of the 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 most notable most interesting and awesome um companies to to make that sort of thing so there is this uh this wonder Eterian, which is kind of almost looks like an upside down flying v with curly horns so yeah i'd say that's that's, yeah it's not upside down you mean back to front back to front flying v meets sg yeah yeah Yeah. incredibly weird it's like like the even weirder cousin of some of the old ovation bases yes completely agree yeah 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 and then it has like a slotted headstock as well just to make things even cooler Um, it's very very weird that I mean, you know, without wanting to sound completely naive, but it's very weird that these instruments were being made in the 60s. You know, this yeah. doesn't, this doesn't, you just sort of think of, I guess it was a bit mad, you know, the the kind of template for what an electric guitar or an electric bass was, hadn't, to a degree, I guess it had been nailed down, but like, just something like this just wouldn't get made anymore do you know what i mean oh, i know but that's the that's the time that excited me i mean the problem is the same thing happened with cars you know since cars have been made in wind tunnels all cars look the same like there's mm. no difference and back then people would just people would make things we've become obsessed with ergonomics and functionality and mm-hmm. no one cared about that in the 60s and the 70s they just wanted to make things look cool and that's why guitars looked like this yeah and that's why cars look the way they're doing now everything like you know now like whatever the last the most popular guitar you know a couple of years ago that, that we we were raving about the the charvel dk24 which is a it, you know just a just a strap with extra playable bits you know we're <laughs> obsessed now with with making everything contoured. ergonomic ergonomic contoured. and i i God, flipping love something that's hard to play and uh, and <laughs> you, you certainly do <laughs> this this looks like a proper effort so i'm i'm, I'm really in <laughs> i love that it's got like a formica scratch plate you know like true uh, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah just about everything about it bar perhaps the neck is um is weird yeah, yeah it's exactly. it's i would argue it's certainly a, a lot harder these days to break the mold given given everything that happened in the 60s with body shapes. Uh, there was actually a guitar in the store that really, really caught my eye as well. It was a Fender finish I'd not seen before. Um, it was a beautiful... Let me see, can I find it? Here we go. Yeah, it was a custom shop 50s double-bound telly in candy tangerine relic. Mm. And it pinged off the wall Um Absolutely incredible finish. I didn't pick it up uh, because I hate myself as a guitarist, um, but I can imagine it would have played absolutely beautifully. Yeah, um, it, it looks fantastic. What a finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, to, to stand my usual corner, it's a wonderful store for, um, for basses as well as guitars. Um, but I would say just about any guitarist would walk in there and leave in a puddle of their own drool there are always <laughs> always some beautiful beautiful bits of candy there's always a few nash guitars to be found in there which i'm a huge fan of um there was a wonderful tyler in there as well i think it was a 2007 tyler uh studio elite and 
There's another base as well. Let me see. I was just having a look on the base section. There's a there's a really cool 80s, early 80s, 4003 um, in Fireglow, which looks amazing. Like the the, the finish is kind of fake. Um, generally, a lot of the Rickenbacker finishes I sort of struggle with because they're mm-hmm. they're often very, I don't know. They, they're, they're just often very stark, I think, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is, is my issue with it. Like Maple Glow, I've never really gotten with because I just think it's too... I, a stark is kind of the best way I can I can think to describe it. And um, yeah. this, and I, I feel like that with Fire Glow a lot of the time as well. But this looks amazing. Like the 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 um, finish is cut, like clearly seeped into the, into the wood a little bit and it just looks a little... I don't know. Just looks really, really cool. Really nice. Really, I, mean, really I, nice. I agree. I think Fireglow can look a little bit tacky, like whether yeah. it's on a Gibson or a Rickenbacker. I've always found it a difficult colour to kind of get on with. You, you know, I think they look nice enough in person, but I certainly wouldn't want to wear it. Um, but but this looks lovely. Just the way it's aged. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The aging on it is is really, really cool. Really nice. Nitro paints will always do that, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the collection of stuff, once again, dear listener, someneckguitars.com. There is some great stuff on there, a lovely 1963 double cut Gibson Melody Maker. I'm a massive fan of the single pickup version in the bridge. Oh, what a guitar. And the double cut, oh, it, it, it probably is the best thing, probably the best thing Gibson have ever made. I mean, there's a there's a Koa Gretsch Penguin. That's That's... That's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that before. With all gold hardware and appointments, looks absolutely fantastic. You know the the yeah. I I just think consistently the the range of guitars here is quite amazing and kind of stuff that's a bit off the beaten track as well. A good a George Fedden who I've never heard of. There's an a George Fedden acrylic Strat. I could definitely get behind that. That looks rad and. Now, Jay, you pointed out something to us just before we started uh, recording that was on this uh, site. Uh, was it a Mellow Bar 10-string from 1972? Yeah, very weird. Very, very weird. Um, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about that that brand. Uh, Mellow Bar W. Smith. Um... Introducing the KMA Machines Guardian of the Worm. An incredibly flexible, ultimately shapeable high gain distortion and noise gate for guitarists looking for complete control over their drive tone. Fader loaded double foot switch effects unit features three separate clipping modes so you can find the tonal foundations that are right for you. A simple high performance black Mavisa based noise gate with the option of an external trigger input for noise gate control. A highly configurable four-band active EQ with variable center frequencies. Three distinct types of high mid control for tone shaping. An effects loop between distortion and noise gate for signal chain flexibility. An internal control for input filter signal trigger source and noise gate response. And relay-based soft switching with variable gate switching modes. This is a comprehensive distortion shaping tool for those who want complete dominance over their tone. Check out The Guardian of the Worm by KMA Machines at kma-machines.com. Yeah, it's totally mad. It's it's got uh I guess it's is it neck through? I think it's neck I can't work. Wait, no. Oh, is it a uh is it a lap steel? It's a lap steel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I also spent a good minute looking at the photo just, going, what is... <laughs> is it, it, it's just like... Is, it looks to be quite an like, unusual lap steel, I think. Well, it's an a angle, lap steel perhaps? that has like a proper guitar body, so it, yeah. Yeah, it, it easily confused. I kind of wish it wasn't a lap steel. That, okay, yeah, that, it's, that's it's rad. super weird. I mean, it's so to, to describe it for, for the listeners, imagine a kind of, I don't know, like one of these these sort of future retro guitars that that we talk about a lot it's it's got a bit of an offset type shape to it um but then imagine that you are eight years old and you've made a ramp for your uh, remote control car and uh you have stuck that on top of this um guitar body and then straight up that's what it looks like there's just a there's just a remote control car ramp on it it's really weird yeah, that's that's an incredibly accurate description. Jay, I I just really want to 
superimpose that description into a business meeting where you're where you're designing a new product <laughs> or proposing a new product. <laughs> A particularly good analogy. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, but it really is. It just, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. No, I'm just no, saying no. That was... that's, but that's why I like. I looked at it, and to, first I thought it was. I thought it was like neck through. I thought that the you know the mm, neck mm-hmm. had just been sort of mm-hmm. stuck, like the wings of the guitar had just been stuck onto it. And then I thought, no, it's just mm-hmm. the shadow is looking really weird. And then I realised, no. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a remote control ramp. It's a car. Yeah, remote control car ramp. Wicked. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. All four. Nailed it, man. Absolutely nailed it. But yeah, they, what a great range of stuff. Like loads mm-hmm. of brands that I haven't heard of. Kithara Guitars um, have their, their Astral Signature, which is a T-style guitar with a really gorgeous like two, uh, two-tone uh, headstock on there and, and a lovely sort of tiger stripe scratch plate in a... Um. Oh, the the the. Uh, the ah, what's the the telly called when it has Gretsch pickups? Quick, someone! And that scratch plate shape. Come on, uh, Cabernita. 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 Oh, oh. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> You're right, Yeah, I just couldn't remember the word, and it was annoying me. Yeah, Cabernita <laughs> style scratch plate. That's very lovely. The chub tone. There's yeah, I mean chub the chub tone. Chub tone is without doubt the best brand name I've ever heard. Um, absolute, <laughs> absolute chub tone. That Stop is laughing, what, guys. That is how I want people to describe like the band, like the, my bass sound. I, you know, I've got that real good chub tone. That is wicked. I'm into that. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's a, a custom shop guitar, which you know is, is designed to look like it was, uh, it was, you know, made at home. <laughs> in that it has two empty. It's a super strap with two empty. Uh, pickup cavities in the neck and the middle and then a big old sort of uh, humbucker mounted right in the bridge right up against the Freud Rose with a sort of a half scratch plate you know when you get those scratch plates where people don't really want a scratch plate on the guitar but there's a big cavity hole so they have to put a scratch plate over a very small oh, yeah. amount yeah, of yeah, it yeah yeah um, yeah the barely there look I'm into yes. it exactly but yeah what what a great shop I, I bet you had a fantastic time there Naomi checking everything out absolutely as as with any uh as with any visit visits home it was a little bit of a flying visit but I certainly wanted to make a point of dropping in and uh, seeing what they had in there and um the good news is even though they're um they're physically not a huge store it's a nice cozy little spot tucked off kind of one of the main streets in uh in the city they're very active online so um wherever you are in the world you can certainly check out what they have in store very cool indeed um now did you did you sorry just to to, to pause on that for a minute did you get a chance were you like out and about how how was kind of the music scene did you were were there bands playing when you were like out in town and stuff when i was there sort of kicked off again do you know what so i was there um i was there from the third till the eighth and the next step in sort of the country reopening occurred on the 6th of oh, September. Okay. okay. So it was a, it was a funny, um, funny time to be there. So 
interestingly, since being home, I've seen some wonderful footage of some festivals. And I mean, just a quick fair play to any festival organisers who've pushed ahead uh, with holding festivals in Ireland in September, because we don't have the best weather in the entire world. I think I think the, the weather universe has looked kindly upon the country for this late sort of push um, as things reopen quite slowly. Um, so didn't get to see any live music, no, Jay, but um, I, I think Ireland is probably sort of heading towards where the UK is in terms of gigs being gigs right. being reopened. So yeah, it was was definitely a shame because it it remains one of the best countries in the world. I try to say that unbiased, but it's such a fantastic, <laughs> really though it is such a fantastic country for for live music um, and and creation of music in general. So uh, certainly on my next visit, I'll be timing it around some gigs. And Joe, in a few months' time, I believe you're playing there as well. So yeah, yeah, I would look forward to that at the start of next year. I, I can, I completely agree with Naomi. Ireland is an absolutely fantastic place to, uh, to you know, to play music and to go and mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. bands as well. Dear listener, wherever you are in the world, if you can, you know, ever if you're in a band and you ever if, if you're thinking of places to, to tour, Ireland is definitely up there as a really fun, awesome place um, to go, and it has some fantastic. Uh, venues. What's the name of the one in Galway that I love that I always pronounce wrong? <laughs> that's that's the Roisin Dove. Is that's um, right? Yeah, tran- translates to Roisin Black or Black Roisin. Um, I wish I knew. I wish I knew more history on it to to sort of give to you off the tip of my tongue. But I'm not that Irish that I can sort <laughs> of you know just recount niche history. A wonderful venue though, like definitely one of my favourite venues outside of Dublin is the Roisin Dove. Yeah, and just an incredible town that seems to kind mm-hmm. of gear itself around the gigs that are happening. But often in that venue, you know, it, yeah. it, it just feels like a, there's such a community spirit there for the live music mm. that's happening, and I think yeah. that's. that's what makes it such a great place and and you can say that kind of whether you're in you know whether you're in in dublin or menuth you know they're they're all the the communities for uh live music are are fantastic there so yeah if you if you think of the sort of international cliche of the irish absolutely loving pints and loving drink that's about that's about 40 percent as much as we love live music so there's a there's a wholesome cliche to take with you from this episode I uh okay. I, I played I played at the Roisin Dove once. Um, oh nice! In, in uh, I remember exactly when it was. It was in February two thousand and eight, um, and it we played the same day that Spurs won the League Cup against Chelsea, two <laughs> one um, with a Jonathan Woodgate last minute header in uh, injury time. To uh, my goodness, you must have been hammered when. Oh uh, well, I, I, I the thing is, it's like you say, like oh yeah, it's such a great place to play. Oh, it's such a great town. I, pff, I, I don't remember any of it because uh, oh, yeah, it was absolutely plotto. But it was wicked because. Um, uh, the Irish football legend Robbie Keane was playing for um, Spurs at the time, and so we were in this. We were against Chelsea, who obviously are um, the enemy, um, the just like the worst team. And um, with a pub that I was in, there was like me and a couple of other Spurs fans. Then there was like two Chelsea fans, and then everyone else was a Robbie Keane fan. So it was uh, <laughs> it was just such a like a wicked and wicked atmosphere. Really, really fun. But yeah, then then we got absolutely blot on, and I don't really remember anything. So nice. I'd like to go back to Galway though, because um, uh, my mum's family's from not too far from Galway, from down that way. So um, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to go back at some point. Yeah, you d- you definitely should. Um, all I all I'll say about that sort of uh, football support is our our Irish football fans are absolutely amazing at in a not like in a positive way hopping on bandwagons. So like pretty like the Robbie Keane thing's a perfect example. Like in the Euros this year, when was it Denmark played England in one of the matches? Um, yep, Denmark played England in one of the matches. Yep. Yeah, and um, just all we, of we, this. We we won, by the way. Just you know. Oh sure. Okay. Well, just just a just a just a point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, I remember that week in particular. Um, all of the sort of memes and joking and humour from home was like everyone everyone sticking Denmark flags onto their Irish flags. 
<laughs> and like hurriedly hitting add to cart on Denmark shirts. And then for Italy v England, um, everyone was like editing the word Ireland to Italy in, in as many in as many memes as possible. So a bit of a bit of healthy competition never yeah. goes amiss in we, Irish. We didn't win that. Uh, we didn't win that one. We didn't win I, that one. I know that you was, didn't. That was, uh, I know. That was, yeah. that was a that was a tough day. Was I tough. lost a lot of money that day. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Well, I didn't mean to bring back traumatic memories. That's okay. That's okay. Now, I did. Uh, I wanted to talk about Music Nomad uh, and uh, Music Nomad's care equipment because I think like uh, a few years ago, me and Matt uh, did a video about some uh, some Music Nomad gear, and I want to kind of go into more depth about all their stuff next week when I have Matt Knight back because I know he uses a bunch of their stuff. Um, but I was talking to Rand, uh, the 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 owner, the founder of Music Nomad, and he's a really lovely man. Naomi, I think you did. Have you had dealings with Rand as well? Uh, I haven't also, no. Um, what I did do was I checked out the checked out the website and just, I don't know, I've, I've always, Joe, had a, had a huge love and interest for accessories and how they can just sort of wholly improve your experience as a musician and creator of. And I was super impressed by his, um, his slash their website. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he just seems like an absolutely awesome fella and he sent me (laughs) a bunch of their stuff, a bunch of their tools, but I just thought the story behind music nomad was so cool just because, um, they, they started off as kind of more a community than a business. And I think as Rand, as someone who was part of the industry, um, was, was, uh, getting hold of as much of the kind of guitar care equipment that he could find on the market and, he essentially decided he thought he could do, you know, a better job and make a, a higher quality of equipment uh, of of care equipment for musicians, and that's that's kind of what bore the the Music Nomad Care range. Um, but you know, but just as as a company, they do loads of things with charities. Like a percentage of their profits go towards loads of kind of um, loads of music based charities. They also have things in place where they help out. Uh, large groups of musicians just through their own community. And outside of like Music Nomad Care, which is musicnomadcare.com, they also have musicnomad.com, which is a complete resource for bands and and fans as well that's kind of designed to help musicians and you know ran totally understands that being a um being a musician is something where you're you're kind of you know you're you're left there on your own there's not a lot of support there it's a really tough industry to actually carve yourself a niche out of and um and so they set up this this website to allow bands to to allow musicians to do that and that could be that that could be anything from um like it's essentially thousands of organized resources that help uh that help bands to do anything from like find a van to book a tour and they rank different organizations so that so that bands and musicians can get a better idea of of who's going to help uh who can promote or market their music um it's i, it's really I think good. that's absolutely fantastic like I'm, I'm sure yourself um i'm sure both you guys can can find some uh find some relatability in that there's so much that you kind of have to learn along the way, sort of by word of mouth, sort of by who you know, and that there's a community that he's sort of helped to to create to sort of help musicians on along that path with that with that level of information, I think is really fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. There's even there's even like a part of it called my tour manager where it can help completely plan and map out your tour. That's amazing. Um, it's yeah, it's really, really smart. good. Really Very good. Smart. I thought it's such a lovely thing for, you know, you mm-hmm. think of kind of maintenance tools, a relatively small kind of unsexy accessory in the in the guitar world. So I just thought an amazing thing to actually offer alongside your core products is something. You, you know, he really cares about the community and I think that's an excellent thing and that's something that, you know, makes me want to get involved in them as a brand and it you know obviously really helps that all of their stuff is is really good but they were they they even kind of they try and develop and think about 
the system of of looking after your guitars and and to sort of demystify all the stuff around guitar maintenance you know it's something that's very locked out you know to techs and luthiers and the average guitarist maybe doesn't know their way around their instrument so well i mean you you know you have it all, all the time on most most guitarists i don't think are even comfortable making a neck adjustment really um and it's because all, you know all of that side of things is so so locked out to to techs so i think it's wonderful that they they really try and make it easy to do and give you all of the information so the the resources are there to guide you as well as having the actual tools to do the job and they 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 basically develop their own system which is the kiss uh system the keep it simple setup system and they do a whole kind of a, a bundle which will give you your gauge set your tech tools your trust rod wrenches things like that and a little 24 page guide as well there's a whole bunch of other stuff which you know i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about with matt over the next few weeks but um yeah i i just think their their stuff is really good i was a big fan of you know their like their trust rod wrench set actually has all the sizes you need you know, not just Fender and Gibson, but all the weird sizes that you might need for a, a 1976 Greco, for example, um, which is very helpful to me, particularly. Yeah, yeah um, I've got. Uh, I was looking for uh, the right truss rod adjuster for. Uh, I've got. I've just bought this Wandra uh, Eritrean. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you know, their screwdriver set has all the hex keys as well, which you would need if you bought a Fidelity, for example. Um, so just really cool, really thorough, um, really wonderful products. And, uh, yeah, like really great to be working with them because I mean, they make fantastic stuff. So Music Nomad, dear listener, check them out, musicnomadcare.com um, for, for all their, you know, their their bits and bobs. And musicnomad.com, check it out for, for sort of help booking tours and just information and resources. It's just a wonderful little community there. Mm. Do you know if... The it, what came first? Um, I I I think now I, I probably I'm, I'll ask Rand to double check. But I was watching a little like video uh, where he was talking about it on the on the website, and I think the community came first. I was going to say because it, it feels weird that the the stuff that's being sold is under the longer website name yes yeah you know that that's that that's the 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 thing that made me that made me question that but yeah really really cool really interesting yeah um as someone who uh you know spent a large part of my 20s uh put in, basically the entirety of my 20s putting on gigs um nobody knows how to be in a band nobody knows how to be in a band uh they're all useless and uh stuff like this would be very very useful just you, you know just like just showing up on time just making sure that you've got the right gear and if you don't have the right gear just let me know more than you know three hours in advance of the show that sort of stuff you know really 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 useful so it seems like music nomad has all of that covered um so yeah into it very cool yeah, I was going to say the same things, but not in such harrowing words as uh, yours, Jay. <laughs> that was really wow. You really love to encourage people. Um, uh, no, no, no. I, I, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just messing <laughs> with you. Uh, but no, yeah, like it's, 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 yeah, just to kind of develop on what I was saying in terms of like, you know, having to pick up stuff by kind of word of mouth. I think no, it's wonderful. Right. Anyone who sort of can contribute in the sense of lessening the time span uh, that you need to get from sort of beginner amateur to sort of middling experienced and um, yeah, just really kind of push everyone to kind of be more efficient in their work. Because like you say, you know, there's implications to not having the right gear for a gig, for example, or there's implications to turning up without an amp um, yeah. and assuming yeah. that that's going to be a given at every DIY show that you play, for example. And the same with like guitar care. I mean, I think so many of us players have have simply gone and bought a new instrument because we thought our our current instrument wasn't working for us and really some some perhaps basic uh maintenance care and tweaks could have um could have maybe shortened that journey a little. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um they are very cool indeed. Mm-hmm. Um now I want to talk about a little bit of news. I can't remember who said, Naomi, I think you sent this to me, or you sent the base of this uh, to me the other day. But I think I think someone had already mentioned it to me 
on uh, on Instagram, probably Joe mm-hmm. Puttick, because he, he tends to send me everything weird he ever sees. And this <laughs> is suitably weird. I am, of course, dear listener, talking about probably Gear of the Year uh, 2021, um, arguably the greatest guitar ever to be built. I'm talking about Verso. That's right, versoinstruments.com, or just check them out on on Instagram uh, as well, dear listener. These things are absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about a, I guess the idea behind Verso guitars is, well, firstly, that the body is a folded piece of steel. So the pickups being magnetic are completely movable anywhere on the body but this also means you can do things like add a second pickup and maybe instead of having two pickups above and below each other you might want them side by side one pickup dealing with low strings one dealing with high strings maybe split them like a p pickup or something like that Uh, but they are suitably absolutely bonkers Reverend Guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first ever S-Type guitar. In true Reverend style, this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics. Introducing the Gill Paris GPS signature model from Reverend Guitars. Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-Type. In fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid single-width pickup. These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative. Check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitar's mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are definitely one of the most um, in- innovative designs that I've ever seen from a uh, guitar company. It is The thing that I really like about it is um, because it's made from one sh- like uh, solid piece of folded steel, um, it's like freestanding. You don't need a guitar stand because it's just it, uh, like you can just place it on the ground and it just stands up because <laughs> it just true. sits there it's like so, an actual it, sculpture yeah it's, it yeah. really it really does so if you're trying to for people who you know are trying to bridge that uh gap between um art and instrument i guess they have done a modern art and modern instruments i think they've done a really really good job of it i just i haven't how much of that i haven't seen the price anywhere well, the, the I mean, they do a, a, a few variations, but the, uh-huh. the the Cosmo standard, which is their just their their function, their normal one pickup version, starts at sixteen sixty five in euros. That is these okay. are made in made in Germany, um, but there's also the Cosmo Plus um, available, which starts from from nineteen ninety in euros. And, uh, and as I'm sure Naomi will talk about in a bit, there was uh, they've they've been prototyping a bass as well. Yes, they have. Um, I'll be honest. When I saw the inst- so the Instagram account sort of just appeared on that sort of um, explore page as as many cool instruments do, and I'll be honest, I had to look at several posts to really convince myself that it wasn't just a concept. Uh, Yes, I wasn't sure if it was real at first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like the company and the designs are actually so aesthetic. You would be forgiven for at first being a little bit um, perhaps cynical of them. But the more I kind of... Yeah, your your Pinterest page has become self-aware. That's (laughs) what's... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Urban Outfitters 2021. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But no, really, genuinely, the the more I read and the more I looked, and then when I actually checked out their demo videos, um, the gentleman, let me find his name again, things I should have researched, Robin Stumvel is his name, the designer and luthier. He has just really thought up a, a whole universe of of design for this instrument it's like like it really is so considered in every way um like in the in the demo videos for the cosmo and the cosmo plus the player actually 
while playing, picks up the pickup, um, you know, and holds it facing back at the strings toward the body. Um, oh, and, nice. Okay. Yeah, and moves it around, moves it around all over the body while playing. So not only do you get a good demo, but it's actually sort of a way of playing that I've, um, a way of incorporating your pickups into your playing that I had never seen before. Um, and that's on top of the already nice things about the instrument, the sort of ergonomy, I like that word, mm. of... Um, of the body. It sits nicely on the knee. Um, some people who perhaps like myself have struggled with, um, their right arm, if you're right-handed over the lower bout of the body, it, it potentially, um, has a much easier effect on that because it has this, this sort of flat left-hand side again on the right-hand models. Um, that up as far as the, the connections. So I, believe, Joe, you could correct me on this, but I think between the Cosmo and the Cosmo Plus, I think the Cosmo Plus is the stereo model. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, and the Cosmo is the mono model. But in terms of connections, um, it, it could even be by mini jack. You can swap out the pickups, literally no soldering, um, barely even any fiddling around with clips. It's literally just like a jack cable to to swap out the pickups. Um Finally, another thing I really liked about them sorry, is... Just to, sorry, just to, to swap out whether you're going stereo or dual mono, you mean, with the pickups? Oh, sorry, so your, your, output, your output can be stereo or dual mono, but to yeah. actually... You can, you can, sorry, you can purchase the, the Verso pickup separately after you've bought your instrument. Um, so you, you can change up your pickups further down the line, or, you, or I'm sure you can order additional pickups with your instrument. Gotcha. Um, and should you choose to, to swap them out um, for single coil or for humbucker or uh, for one or for two, you can um, you simply unplug and unplug in. Right, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. cool. Very cool. Yeah. The only other thing I was going to say was the um, options for finishes on steel as an alternative material are amazing. There is a... Now, this one, I'm actually not sure if it is a concept or perhaps it's a prototype, but it's not on the website. There's a base model um, called the Gravis, which was teased on the Instagram. And it's in a rough matte bronze powder coating and it looks absolutely stunning. The pick the pickup cover is, um, is wood as well. Um, yeah, fascinating really fascinating uh entirely like a a matte chocolate finish with that with the gorgeous grain on the pickup and the simple bridge the base is amazing Mm -hmm. it's a 27 inch scale which is an extremely short scale for a for a base that was the prototype anyway um but they're, they're also very very uh honest on on uh on their posts about the gravis their prototype base is great but they weren't quite happy with the sustain on the low E. And of course, you know, this is going to be a problem when you're making something three something inches steel. shorter yeah. than, mm-hmm. than, well, oh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, steel as well, but you know, I just mean three inches shorter than what would be considered short scale. You know, that's, you're going to come up with some issues there. So they said they're going to try again and make it, uh, make a 28 inch scale version at least. And they're going to see how they, how they go uh, there. Um, so I guess, but, is it, I guess it, they're just using the same body. It's the same why, body, yeah. That's why it's so short. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess, I you guess, know, I guess there's only so long you can make the neck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm saying that as if I know what I'm talking about. When obviously I don't, but like, I, I think you're right. I think part of the, you know, I, I, we were talking earlier about, you know, being anti-ergonomic. This obviously is is ergonomic gone wild. Everything about mm-hmm. this is 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 such an this guitar's designed to be the an, an absolute player and so i think it being pint sized is probably very much part of its thing its vibe i think if they were to make it a, a sort of a longer scale it might you know might not be quite right for the type of instrument that it is but uh mm-hmm. additionally but yeah. all of them um just going further into their attention to detail, um, all the models appear to ship with mono bags and leather straps as well. So I feel like no corners have been cut in in the design and production of these. And as you say, Joe, I, I always have admiration for any creator willing to uh, be open about the the bumps in their in their um, creative process as as he was in his post about the bass. Thought that was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, super cool. Premium price point, a mm-hmm. real premium price point. Like, I wish 
<laughs> you know, I wish they were seven, eight hundred euros less um, just because it's such a punt with something this different. Um, yeah, I don't know, though, man. I mean, it, it feels to me like so they're about fourteen hundred quid, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yes, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is a pun. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy one without trying it, I guess, at that price. Would you but would you do it at a grand? I mean, you know, if you're saying 700 quid cheaper, like, yeah, sure, you do it at 700 quid, but, like, I don't know. It, I, I understand why they're that much money because it is so different and the kind of running costs that go into mm-hmm. doing something like that. But um, no, you, you're, you're absolutely I feel like right. the money's honest, okay. Was, yeah, the money's fine. I was thinking in euros. I wasn't thinking – sorry, I was thinking pounds in euros. I wasn't thinking about the exchange rate there. These are actually less than I thought. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so if it's – what was it, 1,600 euros? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starting yes. at, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, like 1,400 quid. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's very reasonable. I mean, that's still, you know, whatever it is, that's, is that, that's about the same amount as, you know, a, 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 a Fender professional, I guess, now. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so, so I'd say that's kind of a, a reasonable standard amount. Um, and especially when you think you're getting something. I know it's not custom built luthiery in quite the same way when it's a when it's a folded steel body, but it's still something that's very much custom made for you. Incredibly cool, um, yeah, very cool. Lots of lots of time for those. Uh, it kind of reminds me of millimetric. Uh, it's it's along that same sort oh, of oh yeah. yeah definitely yeah. And and those are sort of styles that you don't really you don't really see. There's one other brand that's similar that's name that escapes me at the moment. But is that like a is this a new movement in guitar style that we're seeing, these sorts of things? I know we can only think of the two, that this one and Millimetric at the moment, but it's like this whole other area of, of guitars that's not retro, it's not super modern, it's not metal, it's not a big jazz hollow body, it's art guitar. Yeah, it's no, it's a good point. And like you, I can't, I can't pull many uh, names beyond the two that you've just mentioned, but I think sometimes it can be hard to see a movement in the present. And for me, I know it's like, you know, is this because I found myself more tuned into small and boutique and startup brands since lockdown, since I've had like more time to spend on socials and kind of browsing, browsing brands. But yeah, I, I certainly agree, Joe. I think there are um, some wonderful sort of concept instruments like this and some far more concept body shapes than, um, than we would have seen maybe 10 years ago. Another brand is Brute Bass Guitars. Um, are either of you familiar with Brute? No, no, I am not. Oh, okay. Well, I I would I would say let's um let's catch up on it. Um I'll send you off to check out uh, Brute's socials. Another UK made um UK based UK made um luthier and designer. Cool. Well, um, maybe we'll we'll talk about them over on the on the Patreon potentially. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, absolutely they, they we can, yeah. But um that's that's just another name that springs to mind in in that repeatedly with you know each each new build that they post you go, "Huh, that's a body shape I've never seen before, but it looks a lot like art." I'm intrigued. Very cool indeed. Yes, yeah. Well, we will discuss those over on the Patreon where we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about uh, rigs for tours, uh, bands we're playing in and music plans for 2022. I'm also going to talk about my exploration into vinyl wrapping guitars. Yes, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what we're going to do. And also, you know, dear listener, don't forget, uh, at the moment, uh, you've, got, you've got the opportunity to win a Positive Grid Spark with Guitar Nerds. You've just got to visit Positive Grid com forward slash guitar nerds you can enter there to win that finishes at the end of this month so you've got a couple of weeks left so you know please take advantage um of that i've been having a great time with the positive grid spark at the moment um and i've actually just kind of popped it on my desk now and i have it permanently plumbed into my computer setup so that i can now just uh it's kind of usb'd into my laptop and when i when I go to record something, I can just select it as the interface and use my phone to choose all the all the tones and everything. And so it, as a, as a, almost a plug-in alternative, I'm accessing all of those positive grid tones um, via the, 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 the spark itself. 
and it's absolutely fantastic. There, there's obviously there's an awful lot of positive good spark content out and about uh, on the land of the internet. Most of it is people just making rock and roll sounds um, with it, or people being like, "Hey, this is this is a great example of it doing a high gain sound. Here's it doing a, you know, a, a Fender esque clean. It's, it's that sort of thing because you know most people are better guitarists than me, and they're they're very conventional. But one thing I've really enjoyed doing with it is making crazy effecty soundscapes with it and i've i've been incredibly impressed with the weird tones that you can get out of it so um so at the end of this podcast uh you're gonna hear a little bit of a hear what i've been able to do with just um a positive grid spark because it is a fantastic tool and you know they're they're whatever they're like 200 quid you know it's it's well worth it to make weird sounds like this now, that is all the time we have on this week's Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, join us on the Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. The dollar tier gets you this episode ad, ad free and early. Five dollars gets you access to the Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue. Ten dollars gets you the lot and I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Thank you and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 